There are secrets out there, guys, performance marketing secrets, and knowing just one or two of them can absolutely light up your funnels. Let's go. This is the Revenue Driven CMO. I'm your host, Chris Mechanic. Join me as I uncover the secrets of the world's most elite CMOs marketing leaders. The Revenue Driven CMO is sponsored by Web Mechanics, the AI-driven performance agency that makes you smarter. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Revenue Driven CMO. I'm your main man, Chris Mechanic. Really, really excited for our guest today uh, and feel lucky to have her on the show. She um, has over 15 years of experience in marketing, demand gen, content marketing, brand, account-based marketing, and digital. She's a really uh, well-rounded and amazing marketer with a reputation as a strategy and a revenue driver. So she's right at home here on the Revenue Driven CMO podcast. She's worked at companies ranging from, you know, smaller B2B SaaS startups like Metalogix and Logi Analytics. She's done time at Oracle, at 3M, at Marketo, at Better Cloud. She basically built out their entire demand infrastructure. Uh, and now she's doing it again as VP of Revenue Marketing at the one and only G2. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, uh, Ms. Robin Ishak Zhang. Welcome, Robin. Hey, Chris. Let's talk about the secret that you had mentioned. Uh, and there was two of them. And I, I told you, hey, choose whichever one sings to your heart, you know? Uh, so this isn't really about superpower. This is more like marketing, marketing uh, secret. I think I, I really, I feel like YouTube um, in fact, yesterday, not long after we talked, I met up with someone on our growth labs team. G2 labs is this cool part of G2 where they're constantly doing experiments and things like that. And I talked to the growth marketer from labs and we recorded a quick video together just to put up on YouTube and mm-hmm. just, you know. It, so you it, recorded, you just recorded a video on the fly. You were like, hey, let's put, as a short, you did a YouTube short. Yeah. Or just a regular YouTube. Just just a regular YouTube. It's it's only like a six minute long video though. And it's oh nice. How to okay. how so to do a, a thing, you know? That's it. That's a long form video. I mean, that's a substantive video. Yeah. I thought you were just great. talking about banging shorts, because you see a lot of people just banging shorts. Like you could take that six minute video and probably make, you know, 17 shorts out of it and publish them all in one day and you'll get like five thousand views from that, you know. Yeah, that is that's a great move. Um, I feel like that's even harder to to figure out that that's a that's a superpower in itself. How to find those like super quick gems? I feel like it's easier to talk for six minutes than it is to find the one the one sparkly moment to put out there. It doesn't have to be one moment. It could be thirty seconds. It could be five seconds. It could be. Um, it could be this sparkly moment right here where we talk about banging YouTube shorts, like that six minute video, you could take it and, and they don't even have to be all that good. You could, you could make it. So the longest a short can be is one minute. So you could find the best 59 second little version of it and release it in little like six second clips. Like, Hey, here's the topic. Like put a big headline at the top. Here's the topic number one, and then put the first part of that best 59 seconds of your six minute video, you know what I mean? And then publish them all in one day successively 
And that audience that sees the first one will be super duper likely to see the second one and the third one and the fourth, you know? Yeah, I like it. I like it. That's a good strategy. So that's a usable short right there. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm-hmm. I'm talking to Yona, the producer right now. <laughs> cool. But um, yeah. So as you record that video, think about the shorts, basically. Yeah, there are. I, I mean, I'm thinking about it right now. We covered in six minutes quite a bit of good stuff. It was like, here's the thing that a lot of people don't know about. Here's how to use the thing. Here's here's the people who are a good fit to use the thing. And then once you have the thing, here's some ideas like quick, you know, things you can do with it and yeah. how to kind of measure. So there's there's a lot in there to to be to be mined. Yeah. And I'm curious for the uh for the short that you guys made, was it like a like a, it was a G2 specific, like how to do this thing with G2 kind of uh, almost like a like a help docs kind of a thing for for existing users. Totally, yeah. It's like I think there's so much that we have at G two that folks just don't know about, even customers that pay. So you know, G two has that model where it's like anyone in the world with a legit software product can list it on G two, right, for free, and they can get reviews and all that stuff. But it's the It's things like adding custom calls to action on your profile, explainer videos, content. um, And Mm, I see. So there's features like, so on your G2 listing, you have this feature, like you could add, you know, how to videos and people just don't know. They don't know. Um, Well, that, and that's also in a paid, paid model. So once you upgrade from the free version to, I think we call it essential. That's like our most basic package. Yeah, you can put videos, um, downloadable content, uh, explainer video as your header, custom calls to action so people can like reach out to you directly. And yeah. with all the organic traffic that comes, it's kind of like silly and right. dare I say. It's free money. It's irresponsible not to be doing those things. It's like the yeah. easiest, most valuable marketing move you could probably make. Right. But then, but then when you upgrade from there, that's when you get things like buyer intent. But one of the easy marketing moves that you can do on the essential version of G2 that I think a lot of people don't know about is you can offer a deal exclusively through G2. So it's like, Super easy. All you need is a landing page and you, you have to have a, a model deal. where, yeah, wow. you can, you can be like, here's, so, a, here's like a, like a monthly discount or a free version, whatever feels, you know, sensible and palatable to you. You can spin it up. You can stick it on a landing page and then have, um, and then it'll show up on your G2 product profile. Get, you know, that's get huge deal. and probably yeah. Well, let me frame this up for listeners real quick, right? Listeners that may not be familiar with G2, though most of or much of our audience is B2B, so everybody knows G2 and B2B. Yeah. But this is the equivalent of like let's say uh let's talk about LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn mm-hmm. ads releases a new ad format called document ads. Media buyers know that anytime the new platform releases something new, that's like, that's an algo smash, you know, like that's like, you want to be the early adopter for that. You'll get rewarded mm-hmm. in the form of low CPMs, more reach, et cetera. Yeah. So 
so you're basically saying that, hey, these essentials members of G2 that are already paying this fee could be doing these other formats. They could create a deal. Like that was your example, create a deal. And that, that is a format on Google ads. There's a deal, like you can have deals. It's mostly for retailers. But so you're saying, so you guys have a B2B version of deals yeah, and, and thousands of customers out there, hundreds of thousands maybe, that could be using it to increase their reach and just aren't because they don't know about it. Exactly. Yeah. And there's already and some so that's big- and so you're cre- I love it. You're creating yeah. YouTube videos. You're like, world, like listen up. You can yeah. create deals. We have yeah. clients. I didn't know about that. Yeah. We have clients. Totally I'm gonna can. call them after this and I'm gonna be like, hey, uh, like let's look at your G2 profile. Let's create deals. That is exactly what you should be doing for your clients. It's um I mean, we have some pretty huge brands that are doing it already. Like HubSpot offers a deal to their users through G2, Salesforce, um, ClickUp. I mean, there's so if you go to g2.com and you look at the top nav, there's something that says deals and you click on it and it'll show you all the software that that's offering a deal through G2. And so it's like so a is no-brainer. That, is that the case also with G2? Like with with a new LinkedIn ads format, when if you're the early adopter there, or if you start doing it, you are rewarded with more reach. Mm, um, in G two, that I I'd would, say may, maybe in a way in that it's another way for people to find you on G two once they're right. on G two. Um, because anyone offering a deal, it kind of will stand out, and even in the category, if you're in a let's say a crowded category like project management software um, in your Monday. And so Monday is actually in the video we made that yeah. we, we feature them because they're using uh, they're, they're offering a deal through G2. So when you go to the project management category on G2, Monday will kind of stand out because you see deals that they're offering a deal through G2. So that's kind of one way it's. Yeah. They're it's very like smart a, marketers. I like Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday. They're, they're from Israel, Israeli. Yeah, I find a lot of Israeli-based companies to be great marketers. Yeah, they did a whole uh, Gong campaign. Gong's Israeli-based. Yeah, that's right. I bet you Gong has a deal running on G two right now. I don't know. I want to find out. I'll G2. look. But uh, I love rad. your story though, because you're clearly passionate about G two. And most times when we do these, I'm like, I'm hesitant to, you know, allow the guests to talk all about their company. But in your case, I don't mind at all because like, you're clearly just into it. You're like, let's make you, you're like, how can we reach the audience? I don't know, YouTube. Like there's not a lot of B2Bs doing YouTube really well. No, it's, it's so silly. I mean, so it is, YouTube. well, it's a massive arbitrage opportunity mm-hmm. is what it is. It's a big yeah. arbitrage. Because you can post a YouTube video and you will get views. Like you Mm -hmm. might get 500, you might get 5,000, you might get 50,000, but you will get views. Yeah. And we, to your earlier point, we chop them up and use them in awareness, super efficient awareness ads on LinkedIn. So um, the content, you know, is on YouTube and it lives on YouTube as a complete video, but then we find ways to chop up the content and use it for just just awareness on on LinkedIn, which is a much more efficient, you know, cost per impression, cost per click move than all the, 
ads that go to LinkedIn lead gen forms and that sort of thing, that kind of joyless journey, um, which also has a place. I want to hear your story. I want you to tell us your story of like how you arrived at G2. Mm. Um, But first, I want to sum something up for the audience, which is like a great just general philosophy is when an ad platform or when any type of platform, G2, LinkedIn, Google, whatever, when they release a new format or a new option of something to do, try it. Be Mm. quick to try it. Be the first to try it like threads even with meta, right? like the B2B should be all over threads because it's, mm-hmm. if nothing else, it's because it's new, you know, mm-hmm. like don't necessarily make it part of your permanent playbook, but jump on it quickly and just reap the rewards of that early, early stage arbitrage. There's always the early stage arbitrage with anything new. Yeah. I think that's great advice. We do sometimes get in our own way though, of focusing solely on the things where it's like, I need to target only by, you know, job title, job function, account. It's like, but also there's a whole- Yeah, like don't invest invest your whole life savings into it, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Experiment and have somebody on the team whose job that is. That's another thing. We're so um, busy, right? And we have complicated tech stacks and attribution models balanced with like the art of it all, like campaigns and copy that are awesome. And it's really tough. But um, if you have somebody that has that growth mindset, that's really there to just kind of like look at these new things and experiment and, you know, allocate a certain amount of budget or this or that to, to trying a thing, I think it um, can make it make a huge difference and maybe worry less about all the attribution tied to it and more about creating um, more pathways for people to experience your, your brand, your message, your value to them. You know, it just makes sense. Yeah. And I think when people talk about attribution, they usually talk about it in the form of attributing the end, the end all be all revenue. Like Mm. how many deals did I get from this or how many ops? Um, with an early stage platform like that, I'm looking at the front end metrics. Like I'm looking in platform, like how many views did I get? How many impressions did I get? Like if I can spend $10 or a hundred dollars and get a thousand or 2000 or 5,000 impressions, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. And then I'll, and then I'll, I'll resume that journey. Like at the top of the funnel, I'll be like, okay, well, how many clicks did I get? And then I'll go to Google analytics. Like, well, mm-hmm. Did all of them bounce? Were they zombie users? Or like, did some of them click on links and view other pages? So, yeah. so I, I tend to, with the early stage, like experimental stuff, look at the top of funnel metrics more so. Cause like, you can't expect to get a deal if you only spend a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks, you know? Right. Right. Anyway, this is fun. Tell us your story about uh, G2. Well, yeah. I mean, I I do have kind of a long background of B2B marketing, whether it's content marketing, demand generation, performance, digital, all the the things, all the things. Um, And But most of it has really been in companies that target more of like a IT audience or CIO, um, that type of product and that type of audience, which I love. That's a very fun audience to to work with and try to crack the code. Um, 
But with uh, G2, it's kind of, I'd say, my first role where I'm really marketing to people like me. I think um, I started using it as a demand gen person at uh, my past couple of jobs before G2. So the most recent one was a company called Better Cloud based in New York, a SaaS management platform used by IT people. And I started looking at G2 as like a channel, you know, as part of my overall marketing strategy. I remember joining Better Cloud and being like, huh, I wonder what my prospects are Googling. Like when they're trying to solve some problems with software, what are they looking for. So I started putting in all these search terms, trying to think like my prospect or my customer. And the thing that I saw was that G2 came up first in organic search results. And I landed on the G2 category and I started browsing and I was like, oh my God, Better Cloud looks kind of bad. Like nobody has updated this profile in a long time. There's hardly any reviews. This sucks. And so I remember asking someone on the marketing team, like, who set this up? Can I have access to it? And they were like, I don't know, like clearly not a priority. And I get it. That's fine. But I got admin access to our, you know, G2 profile, Better Cloud's profile on G2. And I started updating it myself and poking around in, you know, my G2 and just like, what is all this, you know, that I don't know about. And then little by little, um, we started using more of the G2 integrations. We we started using um, G2 buyer intent, which is obviously, you know, that's a, that's a, that's an upgrade from having a free profile on G2 or having like a basic profile on G2. When you start getting intent data, um, then you can start really powering like your demand strategy. So we started yeah. retargeting, you know, um, companies that were looking at better cloud on G2 or looking at the category or comparing us to our competitors mm -hmm. with LinkedIn. So we turned on the LinkedIn matched audience integration right away. We started doing um, retargeting through display using Rollworks and, and then, um, the next thing we turned on was like the sales loft integration. So triggering. This like is all while you were at better. Add better cloud. And it really became like. It it started like kind of powering like all, all of our channels, especially digital mm -hmm. channels and, and just the retargeting. I mean, the people that are on G2 researching solutions and comparing solutions are usually people that are in market for your type of solution. And so we we treated those as very high intent um, signals. And so we would retarget them align with like SDRs, BDRs. And it became, you know, really the thing that we relied on the most for demo requests. You know, the, yeah. the big, you know, thing that all of us demand gen people want are demo requests. And, and so, so what that that's what I was curious about. What did you see like performance wise? Like what yeah. So one thing that we started experimenting with early was LinkedIn. We were already spending, you know, kind of a boatload of money on LinkedIn advertising. And so we started running the same campaign, same creative, same offer to an audience that was just a wide net of like IT professionals at companies between this size and that size within this industry. Again, the same campaign retargeting G2 
you know, visits. Um, so we, we were retargeting the companies that were looking at better cloud on G2 or looking at the category on G2. And then we would set filters in LinkedIn for like job function is IT and run the same campaign. And it was a smaller audience. So I would say probably the in-platform metrics, like you were talking about the cost per click was higher, but we would see the results down funnel. So like the, interesting, the, you know, the, the impact on pipeline and close one revenue was, was real. So interesting. I have really so many became, questions about that. Yeah. There's, um, but the fact is, so you had your control audience, which was the LinkedIn native audience. Mm-hmm. And you had your broad G2 audience and your G2 audience overall did better. Yes. Do you yeah. have a sense of like how much better? Like if this one was $100 a demo request, which it was probably not, it was probably more like a thousand. How much was this one? Yeah. So I'd say if you're looking at demo requests as like, I think in our model, those were automatically MQLs. If I'm remembering, I'm remembering back to like our funnel. So if we ran a LinkedIn campaign that was really about demo requests and we ran it to like an audience, a wider, you know, control audience, that cost per click was much lower, cost per someone filling out the form much lower, maybe 70 to $100 per G2 audience could be yeah, upwards of like 600, 700 but those were actually deals that would show up in pipeline, you know. Oh, I so see, I see. In our funnel, it would be demo request comes in, inbound person reaches out, and we were measuring like meetings set, meetings held, meetings that get bumped and turned into opportunity pipeline, and then pipeline that converts to close one revenue. And G2 was the source of of anything we did on digital that that contributed wow. all the way down to close one revenue. So, so that's really interesting. So what you were seeing in platform said that the native LinkedIn audiences were doing better. More efficient at the top of the funnel. Yeah. At the top in platform metrics. Yeah. But what were what you were seeing down funnel in CRM, like in the deals actually closing, was that the source audiences were the G2 audience. Yeah. And it's that's that's not a real shock because the people that are on G2 researching are signaling that they're they're looking when they're comparing Monday to Asana or, you know, any example. It's like they're they're probably really looking for a solution. So if you're doing your job well as as a demand gen marketer and you're retargeting and you're giving them thoughtful content and touch points, you know, back to pages that educate and things like that, they'll convert. I mean, they were they were already basically telling you I'm looking. And so I just became like a, a big fan and believer. And um, well, I was pretty happy at Better Cloud and not really looking, a, a recruiter called me for the role at G2. And I was like, oh man, this is compelling because I really believe in this stuff. And I feel like I can talk to other marketers about it. And uh, so I came to G2. That was it. That's awesome. That's a cool story. But I'm also impressed by the marketing that you were doing at, uh, at BetterCloud because many uh, marketers that I talk to can't even say with much conviction like which platforms are doing better. 
like whether their LinkedIn ads are more efficient or their Google ads are more efficient. Mm. Um, even fewer can say like, hey, you know, on LinkedIn, like on a campaign by campaign basis, like here's what it looks like in platform and then here's what's actually converting. Yeah. But you guys actually had it on an audience by audience basis, it sounds like, which is really impressive. Like to yeah. say, not only to, to zoom into LinkedIn and not only to zoom into a specific campaign, but to zoom into, you know, the different audiences that you were targeting. That must have mean that you were like pretty organized and granular in how you were doing it. Yeah, we were. We also had the like an incredible marketing operations team and and leader um and just a bunch of very hungry and curious people i mean i think better cloud really the marketing team was small and mighty but um we we really did have we were using visible bundled in marketo for the multi touch attribution tracking and i think we were very good at always thinking about what is the question that we're trying to answer like are are we are we interested in knowing like if G two intent data does better than some of our other channels where we're investing heavily? Yeah, we want to know that. You know, so we would we would set up you know our campaigns, our audiences, our attribution, um, UTMs, all the parameters to to answer those questions. Um, and and I think we also found a really good balance between the things we know that are going to, you know, this is where we want to lean into like lead gen and things that are going to contribute to pipe and revenue. And these are the things where we just need to like do some brand and awareness. So back to YouTube, we had uh, two great IT people of our own at Better Cloud, um, Justine and Brian, and they used our platform to do all their IT magic. And I was like, wait, we have to get you guys on a YouTube show and so they they hosted like a monthly show on youtube called the sasop show and they would just talk about all kinds of it things not even necessarily about better cloud or using better cloud it was like you know how are we going to move everyone to remote during covid or how do you ensure security you know in all the when you have you know an average of 300 sas apps deployed across the business you know across teams like, and then we had it produced in a really fun way that kind of like felt like the Tim and Eric awesome show or something, just, just weird and cool. And, you know, that wasn't about leads. It wasn't about, you know, that kind of thing. It was creating awesome content that made, you know, quirky IT people want to engage with us and like be a part of the show, come on the SASOP show. And so um, we did all kinds of like, really rad things there. So, you know, G2 had to have been pretty compelling for me to, to jump. But, um, here at G2, I just get to talk to marketers all the time about like, yeah, like things they could be doing. So tell me about some of the rad stuff you're doing at G2. We have a lot going on. G2 is a, is a wild world. Um, we are different than kind of a traditional SaaS model in that we really are a marketplace. So we have the buyers, we have the sellers. I'm more focused on the sellers, but the buyers are, you know, really kind of what generate the flywheel. Um, yeah. that, and that comes our- from organic. Like you guys have an amazing organic presence. You basically rank on everything organically. 
Yeah, that's uh, Ross, our inc- our incredible head of SEO that sits on the on the buyer side of the house. But all they do is create content and think about ways to bring organic traffic back to G two to the categories and things like that. So if yeah. someone's searching for a project management software solution and they Google some things, they're gonna probably land on G2's category page for um, project management software. And from there, yeah. start to look at Asana versus Monday versus Rike versus Trello, Airtable, and all the usual suspects. And that's why right. if you're on the marketing team of you know Monday, Asana, Trello, Rike, then it really behooves you to make sure that your profile is tight and that shit is you know, locked down and that you have some regular cadence of reviews coming in, or you're using some of our integrations with Pendo even are delighted to like generate, you know, to make uh, reviews automated in a more scalable way. Yeah. But then um, also- That's what you do. So your job is to basically educate the Mondays and Asanas and HubSpots or those OEM software makers, like, Mm -hmm. hey, you have these opportunities. Right. And I think it's a big job because a lot of marketing folks think of G2 as a review platform. Like, okay, I'll come, I'll list my product. We'll have some review strategy and that's all that matters. But it's my job to let them know, like, you could be doing so much with our buyer intent, with all of our integrations, powering every part of kind of the demand funnel, even um, using G2 intent data to reduce churn you know, I mean, there's so many things you could be doing, and that's why, that's why I'm I'm here. I'm like really passionate about just helping people that are already G2 customers know about things that they don't know, yeah. or people that aren't yet customers um, know what they can be doing with G2. Yeah. It's it's more than reviews. So, uh, I, I know you haven't been there for very long, but are there any like? big wins or awesome campaigns that you're really proud of uh, that you guys have done so far? Yeah. Well, I've been there over two years, so it's it's long enough. I think one of the first challenges there was basically, basically just uh, building. Um, believe it or not, this is going to sound crazy. Like when I joined, I thought, I thought that G2 was going to be a lot different than it was. I thought like, my God, this is a bigger company. It's been around for a while. It's got millions of you know reviews and, and products and it's crazy, but the tech stack was in a really abysmal place. There was no like kind of funnel or demand gen motion. It was just wild. So the first year, year and a half was really about like kind of like rebuilding and figuring out how could we pull our data into a place where we could action off of it in scalable ways. None of that existed. And so some of it was just like basic foundational work that had to happen. And um, while, of course, you know, you're running campaigns and trying to tell the story to tons of B2B marketers about what they could be doing with G2 buyer intent. Yeah. And so I think um, right now we're running a really compelling campaign that we call Make More Possible. And it's targeting, you know, people that fit the persona of more like a demand gen marketer, a a performance marketer, growth marketer, digital, and telling the story of how they could be reducing their cost per click, cost per lead, cost per MQL, seeing higher quality, like inbound 
farther down in the funnel if they're retargeting, you know, people that are on G2 looking for a solution like theirs. And so the make more possible campaign, I love because I think we've all heard about, you know, the economy sucks, do more with less. It's all true. We feel it on our team also. The year of efficiency. Yeah. It's just like, but, but I mean, I still think growth is always possible. There's, there's ways that you can be more efficient and do things that are really like more meaningful. If you're targeting audiences that are signaling high intent, if you're using data and things like that and, and marrying that with like copy that's amazing and content that's helpful and joyful moments with your brand, you can be doing great things. And so our make more possible campaign really does kind of try to capture that. It's like a an attempt to be a little more optimistic in a year that otherwise kind of feels raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're targeting like most of our account managers and strategy teams because we have I mean, we're an agency, but we work with over 50 clients, many of whom are B2B SaaS, mm-hmm. uh, most of whom have G2 profiles. And we are involved with G2. Like we, uh, I know some of our clients have paid plans. We've used the intent data. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, do you guys offer a cost per click model? I'm not sure. But I think we might have run ads or done like some other campaign. Yeah, with you G2 can actually SaaS. run uh, display but, ads on G2. Do you ever think about targeting agencies? I feel like that'd be a great target because most of the Mondays and, you know, Mm -hmm. Asanas of the world, like many of them have agencies that run that stuff for them. Yeah. Funny you should mention that, Chris. So it is uh, now if you come to g2.com, you'll see clearly in the top nav, there's, there's products and there's services. So there is a big push within G2 to target agencies like yours and get you to list on G2 and drive reviews. And uh, we are definitely seeing more and more agencies. And then there's even cool things like you can say, I'm like a, you know, my agency specializes in like Marketo implementation or HubSpot, or we're more on the RevOps side, or we do all the things. And that way now when someone is looking for a solution on G2, like HubSpot or Marketo or uh, ringleader, whatever, whatever they're looking for, um, they can pull a list of service providers that can help them implement those solutions and be successful with them also. Oh, so interesting. there is a big, big push. So yeah, I would encourage you to get your agency on G2. Just it's, we are, we already are. Oh, good. Yeah. And, um, and we even have some reviews flowing, but I was talking almost more so about like, as a way to influence the Mondays of the world, the Asanas of the world. Yeah. Would be to target the agencies that they work with. We kind of because, do that as part of our ABM strategy because we know a lot of the like mid-market commercial enterprise accounts are using agencies. And we work with their marketing team to find out kind of who those agencies are and we'll do workshops with them kind of as more of an ABM play. Uh, for the larger accounts to to help them understand what they could be doing with G two, but you're you're absolutely right. There's a there's a really big opportunity there. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about like the the motion of like hey in market audiences. Uh, 
in your world or in your role something that you might do or maybe you're already doing but whoever's managing that profile like whoever's logging into it or not logging into it um if you can if you could access that data or send some sort of like upsell cross sell emails like you could i'm just envisioning like a gnarly short form email that you might do it's like hey asana like your profile's gotten a zillion views in the last 30 days you've updated it once like you might want to consider these things link 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 yeah you want to come work for g2 chris yes i would love that that'd be amazing (laughs) Um, so part of what i was talking about with our journey of um a lot of the foundational work that had to happen at g2 the type of campaign that you're talking about was impossible because a lot of that data exists in something we call G2 admin. It's this like the funky, yeah, schleppy old thing that looks like, I don't know, like some homegrown database from the 90s. But nonetheless, it exists. It's called G2 admin and it's sitting in like just just on top of like a mound of data that you would not believe. And we really had no way to pull that data in in any way that we could like action off of it. So any type of campaign that we wanted to run that sounds like what you're talking about was very manual. It's like, can someone give me a list of um, accounts where the admin hasn't logged in in X amount of time, but also there's like traffic surging in the category and they're really missing out or oh, three of their competitors in their category just upgraded and are doing more. Isn't that scary? Doesn't that keep you up at night? So to do those types of things was like manual and gut-wrenching and labor-intensive. And now, two years and two months into my time at G2, we are able to actually use that data, pull it in, um, and and operationalize and scale campaigns like those, and they really do move the needle for us. For That's sure. so powerful. It is, That's and so now powerful. we're gonna try AI. Here we go. Um, but uh, I won't tell you the name of the vendor. But um, we are in a pilot with a like a conversational email where we can actually trigger an AI powered email that looks like it comes from me or somebody on the marketing team. So it's like, Hey, I'm not in sales. I'm a friendly, I know what you're trying to do because I walk in your shoes every day. Like, let's try to get you like going more with G2 kind of in the moment while they're logged in, you know? So we're trying to trigger things like that, that engage the person at the moment they're logged in, or they first request admin access to their page or, someone comes from the company and claims a page that was never claimed before, things like that. Nice. That's so yeah. powerful. And I feel like a lot of uh, product companies, a lot of SaaS companies lack the ability to do that. Like I feel like also their pro because you're basically saying the product data was that big schleppy mound of data, mound of super valuable data that was hard <laughs> to access on top of everything. Yeah. I feel like that's the case with most product companies. Like, because we work usually on the acquisition and the demand gen side. Mm-hmm. So it's it's rare for us to like get access to any data from our clients' products in terms of who's logging in, you know, who's not logging in, who's doing these types of things. 
if we wanted to run a campaign for most of our clients based on that data, it would be a big manual probably lift. Yeah. Can yeah, you talk it's... at all about how you made it so that that, like aside from the conversational AI stuff, like how did you make it so that it wasn't this big schleppy mound of data that was inaccessible? Oh, well, it's still a big schleppy mound of data. It's just that it's got stuff like Snowflake on top of it now that creates the data lake that we can self-serve. The What it took at G2 to bring this into reality was some deep uh, cross-functional work from some very talented people. Um, one of them is our head of marketing operations, Sarah Kopis, is amazing. And she really took on working with like the data team, sales ops, rev ops, and just kind of like almost creating a catalog of our wishes. Like if we had the data, what would we do with it? And being that bridge between us and the data team. And little by little, like over the course of probably a year and a half, they started to make that data available in our case in Salesforce um, and in Looker so that we can self-serve and uh, and now we can actually use that data. So it's not just kind of behind you know, a wall where it's like manual. We can actually build campaigns in Marketo, segment audiences, trigger things, um, layer on this conversational email thing that we're trying out. So I... I credit her and a few other people in the company that just had the, the, I don't know, energy in a way to like get this project started with the data team and like meet weekly until it was across the finish line with the outcome always in mind of like, we need to be able to use this data. We need to be more efficient. We need to create more meaningful touch points with our customers and prospects. And this is the only way it's going to happen. And we have a great CRO in Mike Weir, um, who, you know, we're just so empowered in a way at G2 to make these these things happen. But it takes a lot of work, a lot of focus, and a lot of energy to get them across the finish line. But they will put you in a in a better place for sure. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing team. And that's an awesome story of digital transformation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the ability to just spin up campaigns on the fly like that, based on yeah. your own first-party data, that's elusive, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and it's not perfect. Um, you know, some of it's like early days, but we're already seeing impact in like reaching out to people in meaningful ways that matter more to them. And it's showing up in the form of like, I want to talk to someone or... I want to, you know, do this thing. And the more we can also do within the product, and this is where we work with like our G2 Labs team and our product team, as soon as someone logs in to my G2, why aren't we doing more to help them with that journey, which is tough. It's kind of like you really have to be a curious, hungry marketer to log in and be like, what are all these integrations? What's all this magic stuff I'm not using? And I feel like there's better in-app experiences we could be creating. And we're doing that now with Monty, who's our little AI-powered mongoose that is, is now on the front of G2. He's in, he's in um, our kind of like, we replaced our, our online chat tool with Monty. Um, and now he's also in the product. So he's, he's there, he's in beta form, but he's helping 
folks logged into my G2 um, have better experience with like integrations and things like that. Oh, I see. Meet Monty by G2, the first ever AI system for buying software powered by ChatGPT. Cool. Yeah. Monty's a mongoose. Monty the mongoose. And maybe he's a they. I feel like Monty's a they. Could be. Yeah. Could totally be a they. Well, um, there's more we could talk about here, Robin. I think ad infinitum. Well, I just wanted to talk about two other things before we get to the lightning round, but one of which would just be challenges. Like, what is it that you guys are are challenged with right now? And then the second would be just opportunities. What are you investing in? What are you guys looking forward to? I think some of the challenge challenges are the ones that we talked about, like doing more with less and, you know, no, you don't have extra headcount, but we're going to need you to be responsible for more of the pipeline than ever before. So yeah, that's a real thing. It, it's, it can be painful. Um, are you guys so, independent or, or venture backed or? Part of yeah, we're venture backed. Yeah. Venture-backed. And doing pretty well on the, on the March toward, you know, some sort of event. But um, yeah, I think uh, it's caused us to look at the Rev marketing team pretty closely. We, we've always had like segment managers. So we have like demand gen and growth marketers for APAC, for EMEA, for SMB, mid-market, um, enterprise and ABM. Um, and we're starting to look at, does it make sense to focus on acquisition and expansion? Because like so many other people, we're, you know, we're really leaning in to reduce churn and help people get more value out of the product, which naturally changes our focus from purely like new business acquisition to what is actually happening with customers the moment they sign the contract and they and they start trying to do more with G2. So we're looking at um realigning our team accordingly. And um I think that's really gonna help us kind of focus and be more efficient. What can we do to automate more at scale um, to drive more efficiency? So we're looking into a lot of that. But yeah, the challenges are, I mean, we're kind of on the other side of some of the real infrastructure, uh, demand engine, tech stack challenges are, are more or less behind us, which is a joy to be able to say that. And now we're looking more at like optimization. What can we do better? How can we create more meaningful things for prospects and customers? For the first time, we have goals on my team, not just for new business pipeline, but also influence on expansion. So, you know, when you change goals, it changes the behaviors and the and the focus of of the people. And and so we're kind of we're kind of refocused that way. Um also so did you go team. from, you went from a hundred percent acquisition focus to now what are you like 50, 50 or more like we're like 70, 30, 70, 30. Yeah. Yeah. Or 60, 40 maybe. But, um, G2 is tricky because especially with larger accounts where you have companies that have many, many products, they list all of them on G2. So like IBM, for example, I think has 90 products listed on G2. Wow. Some are some are already upgraded, some aren't. So we have a fun challenge of figuring out like who at IBM is on these particular teams. And, you know, even LinkedIn 
and different platforms where you typically target by job title, job function, even Zoom Info. I've talked to the folks at Zoom Info about this. It's difficult to solve for who works on which you know team, which which product yeah. team. Because their titles are all just like director, right, or or whatever, right. But you don't know, yeah, yeah. Even at Adobe, like you don't necessarily know from their LinkedIn profile who's on the Magento team versus the Marketo team versus Creative Cloud or whatever. So, right, you know that mapping out how to engage those folks is a it's a long game, it's a journey. So. We um, those are some of our challenges when we really want to get in and crack the code on some of our larger accounts, more complex. Um, and those are also fun things to think about and work on. And so we do a lot of that, and we try to figure out how are ways that we can be super efficient at the top of the funnel in engaging these accounts and then the human beings within them, and based on you know possibly getting closer to what product line. Multi-threading is a big theme coming from our CRO, we want not just whoever on the team set up the G2 profile. Um, we want the demand gen people. We want the customer marketers. We want the product marketers. So we focus a lot on multi-threading. So um, challenges, but also like fun things to work on and think about. Um, yeah. Opportunities, really. I mean, IBM sounds like a huge opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and even... Even companies not at that scale, not not that giant behemoth like enterprise, there's a lot of mid-market companies that have multiple products and multiple products listed on G2. How do we help them create suites and how do we help them like upgrade, you know, each of their profiles so that they're getting the most? So things things to solve for. And then in smaller companies that are more in the high growth, you know, startup phase. There's a lot they could be doing with G2 also. I, you know, naturally they're on G2, they have their product listed. But if you're in a crowded category and you're starting out and maybe you don't even have enough customers to like get a lot of reviews, maybe you should be using G2 to look at the companies that are looking at your category and comparing you to your competitors and going after those. Like that should be your power move for like the first year, just go after those and build up your your user base, and then worry about reviews. You know, so we're we're constantly thinking about things like that, like and our customers. How can we help them get the most value? And then um, your second question is stuff where, uh, like onboarding and and trying out. Was that it? Uh, or what are you investing in, or what are you excited about? So I'll I'll throw in the AI thing like everyone else. You know, everyone yeah. feels compelled to figure out what to do with it. I I did my daughter's homework with it um like a few months ago. That was interesting. But in in work, um, we're we're trying this conversational email. We thought this is a really cool way for us to get started with AI. G2 is using Monty across the board. So that's G2's own um own kind of like beta experience with AI all over all of our web properties. But for my team, it's conversational email and looking at it to help us create content that's more at the like hyper-targeted personalized content. Like can we use AI as a jumping off point to help us create content that speaks to things that 
you know, a large enterprise would be solving for versus a small startup. Like, so I think a lot of teams struggle with like, I can never create custom content. What are you talking about? It's like, well, AI can help you as a jumping off point. So we're doing some of that. And um, we're investing in more around kind of just like this is boring and kind of plumbing, but lead routing continues to be kind of a bit of a struggle at G2 with like, do we base it on where the company is headquartered versus a person's IP to for speed to lead? Basically, we want to get to people as soon as possible. And if your lead routing is a disaster or not really mapping back to what you want the outcome to be, that needs to be addressed. So that one's yeah. kind of like boring and like plumbing. How many, related, but how many people work there? A G2? Um, I think just between 800 and 1,000. Oh, wow. About, that's, I think. that's bigger than I thought. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You guys are killing it. I mean, I know there's challenges and I know that there's things to be done, but I think you guys are synonymous with basically like B2B reviews. Yeah. That and B2B true. growth. Like B2B SaaS, like every B2B SaaSer, I think, is on G2 already. Yes, which means there's so much potential for us to like help them do more, you know, yeah. no matter where they are in their own journey, if they're early stage startup mid-market, you know, hyper-growth enterprise. It's like there's there's value for you. And that and that's why I'm passionate about being here because I I do believe in it myself. I'm a I'm a user. We use our own buyer intent at G2 for some pretty fun campaigns. Yeah. Um and that's that's what we we have ahead of us. That's brilliant. Well my team is going to watch this and probably refresh all the all of our clients' G2 profiles and see which ones have essentials and post some deals. That's a great new format, I think, for G2. Like that yeah. sounds like a huge arbitrage opportunity. Yeah, it is. And I'll I'll send you the little YouTube video. It tells you how to how to get started with G2 deals. And we actually have a whole playlist on YouTube of like how to with G2 and it just gives you these thing, these little tips that I think a lot of people don't know about. So I'm going to check that out too. Cool. Robin, let's do the lightning round. Mm. I want to, I want to get you out of here because I know I've kept you over time, but um, are you ready for the lightning round? Yeah. We got our big three questions. First okay. one, if you were to start a side hustle, what side hustle would that be? Um, I would probably, you know, I would probably just help like uh, startups, like advise on how to get the demand engine started, um, how to kind of map out like how to get from here to here in terms of ARR, just advise, help with, you know, campaign planning, building out the funnel, building out that stuff. I think um, content. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. And you could basically use G2, like the little playbook you described, like just take the category traffic on G2 and use that as all of your audiences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. That could be productized too. You could scale that thing to the moon. Hmm. Thank um, you. <laughs> uh, number two, top three books or authors or influencers that have had a big impact on you 
Oh man, I got my book right here that I mentioned to you. It's right here. It's called, this is a book I love. This isn't, hasn't been with me for since the dawn of time. This only came out a few years ago. It's called Junior and it's by uh, Thomas Kemeny. I think he's based here in New York City. And it's, it's about copywriting. It just reminds you of how not to be like a dull, you know, like witless bore in the things that you put out in the world. And I, and I keep this by me. It's called Junior. That's awesome. Let me see the front of it. Junior. Yeah. I love it. Junior writing your way ahead in advertising. And so in that way, like if any of us, you know, many of us marketers watched Mad Men and I know it's, you know, Mad Men is problematic for a lot of reasons, but if you just enjoy like the, the kind of the conference room pitches and things like that, I think uh, junior would really resonate with you. Just, just reminding you to keep, keep it magic. You know, it's, it can't all be, can't all be joyless, you know, keep it magic. I like that. I got to pick that up tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, anything, you know, Patty Smith, the great Patty Smith, I just love her as a writer. And I find like even things that don't relate to B2B marketing, um, inspire me probably more and show up in weird ways, like in my campaigns and some of the way I word copy. Um, yeah, Patty Smith has always been a big inspiration. Does that count or do I have to keep it like B2B marketing focused? No, that totally counts. That totally counts. And I need to get, well, I'm not familiar with Patty Smith, but many people have told me that I need to read more like outside of just business and, you know, yeah. development stuff. Yeah. I'd and say she's who is Patty Smith? A... Is she like fictional or? No, no. She's a, she's a punk rock icon from back in the day. I think she started in the mid mid seventies with the early New York punk scene. And she was kind of a poet and, but yeah, she's a singer. I mean, she's, she has like a world of like gorgeous records that are powerful and inspirational. And, you know, she's, she's a singer, but a a poet. So the lyrics are pretty powerful. And she's also written um, some like fiction and nonfiction too. Like, about growing up in New York City and having Robert Maplethorpe, the artist, as her best friend and things like that. So she's she's got a pretty pretty interesting point of view for me. Um, and then there was a third one, right? Yep. Third one is um, how do you avoid burnout and how do you help your team to avoid burnout? So we do Deep Work Wednesdays where we clear our calendar from 1 p.m. Uh, till the rest of the day on Wednesdays for deep work. I mean, That's sometimes I feel like we've like just just decided somehow as a culture to like undervalue thinking and like we just need to think and think through some of these campaigns and think through some things that we could be doing better, think through copy, things that are inspiring so we have deep work Wednesdays and I feel like that has helped all of us just, just, you know, like reset and, and we look forward to it and we use it for deep work. So that's brilliant. Um, have you, uh, has that always been the case since you've been at G2 or is that something you started doing recently? No, we started it cause we were burning out like, and I just was like, God, I just need a break from zoom. And then I was like, God, everybody needs a break from zoom. Like, Let's just make it happen. Let's have deep work Wednesdays. And so that was an easy move. I mean, that's, 
That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I've personally enjoyed it. I'm sure that the audience has uh, enjoyed it. For everybody listening, if you learned something here today or if you laughed uh, at anything, drop us a like or a comment or share this with a friend. Robin, uh, let everybody know if they want to learn more about you or G2, uh, what you would suggest. I would suggest just hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to connect and talk about all things marketing or G2. Um, uh, and if you're looking you know, right away to talk to someone at G2 about like, I need a demo of this or that, just yeah, go to sell.g2.com. Um, we have so many different web properties at G2, but sell.g2.com is where you'll find all about our marketing solutions. And you can always, you know, request a demo. I wouldn't be mad at that as a demand gen person. Um, but always do feel free to reach out uh to me on LinkedIn. Always happy to catch up. Perfect. Well, Robin, stay on the line just one minute. And everybody, thank you for listening. That was another exciting episode of Revenue Driven CMO. We'll see you next time.